You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, classy, sassy, molassie, lassies, <laughs> drinking mango lassies. Uh, welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 41, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we're your confident conduits for contagious, conflicting conjecture and condensation? Sure, <laughs> yeah, you know, given but, the right weather conditions. But, but not condescending. Yeah. No, never condescending. <laughs> I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And no Chris this week, sadly, but we do have a special guest who is subbing in, and that is a uh, wine. <laughs> <laughs> a nice big old tumbler of wine. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the letter wine. <laughs> All right, let's jump into our general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hotshot. And it's just Colin versus Dana today. Yeah. Here I have a random trivial pursuit card. Here we go. Get your barnyard buzzers ready. Mm-hmm. Blue wedge for geography. What are the only two countries where alligators are found? Oh. Well, I know they're found in the U.S. Yes. Because they're in the South. Uh, mm-hmm. Alligators, the only other country. Jeez. Um, Egypt? I don't know. Australia? Oh, I would think it would be Egypt, too. Yeah, because well, I mean, those are crocodiles. I, I mean... Know. It is China. Huh. China really? and the United States. Okay. I would guess somewhere in Africa and somewhere in maybe South America. You know, we're big yeah. rivers. Right, right. Here we go. Pink wedge for a pop culture. What kind of candy was lost inside an operating room patient in a Seinfeld episode? (laughs) That is the Junior Mint. Yes. They sewed him up with a Junior Mint still stuck in his body. (laughs) Yes. Yellow Wedge. What organization created in the wake of World War I was the precursor to the United Nations? Dana. League of Nations? Correct. Mm-hmm. Fell apart because uh Politics. Stuff. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> Things went down. Stuff happens. Yeah. And Purple Wedge. John Leguizamo plays French painter Toulouse-Lautrec in what 2001 Baz Luhrmann film? Moulin Rouge. Correct. Mm-hmm. Moulin Rouge. Green Wedge for science. The duckbill platypus and echidna mm-hmm. are the only two mammals to do what? Ah, uh, lay eggs. Yes, yeah. lay eggs. <laughs> they look like eggs, but they're not like chicken eggs with a hard shell. It's actually a, a weird, hard, leathery mm. kind of mm. shell. So it's not like you can crack it. It's like a very hard the sack. Hmm. So it takes a lot longer to make an omelet is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ew, ew. <laughs> All right, last question. Orange Wedge. What craft includes water bomb and blintz bases? What craft? What craft activity? Water In- bomb and blintz bases. I don't. Sounds like know. war terms, huh? Uh, I don't know. I'm like craft. Craft. Hmm. What? It is origami. Oh, okay. So it'd be like techniques. I'm bad at origami. <laughs> I really am. I'm good at following the instructions. I'm not good at following origami instructions. All right, good job, brains. Um, let's jump into our topic for the week and. I'd like to think we here at Good Job Brain are mid-brow. I, I, <laughs> I mean, a lot of the things I'm we do- uni-brow. <laughs> <laughs> We're a giant unibrow. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I agree. Because a lot of things we talk about, you know, are very history-based or, or science-y, very academic-heavy. Sure. So kind of like some highbrow stuff. But at the same time, we also like talk about 
poop yes. on the other hand. Yes, yes, yes. We can run the gamut from fine literature to animal secretions. If we average out, you know, the lowbrow and the highbrow were kind of a midbrow. Yeah. Unibrow. Brows all over the place. Yeah. yeah. So today's episode will be interesting because I'm pretty curious uh, what's going to happen. We're going to dive into the world of celebrity secrets. Yes. Yeah, I, I like the approach to this episode because it's going to be kind of a grab bag. We've got some like little-known celebrity secrets, maybe some gossip and mm-hmm. tawdry stuff, and also just some plain crazy. Like any good celebrity gossip rag, I think we'll be a little yeah. bit all over here. You need a glass of wine and some <laughs> trashy celebrity gossip. <laughs> so usually when we record, we have our own segments. We kind of know what each other are maybe right. going to talk about, but on a really general level. So it's always kind of a surprise on the show when you know one of us actually does go on and, right. and talk about stuff that's why my mind's always blown i don't know any of that stuff beforehand so this this will be interesting i'm actually going to start and i want to kind of meet first at the intersection between braininess and celebrities (laughs) it's not judge (laughs) (laughs) colin in a previous show i think in a sports quiz you mentioned that gina davis Oh, After yeah. like two years of picking up archery, became like a world class. Yeah, archer. she was a semifinalist for the U.S. Olympic squad. Yeah, amazing. And then Dana, mm-hmm. you said that she was in Mensa. Yeah, and so this kind of got me thinking. I was like, oh, who else? Like, what other famous celebrities are also in Mensa that we just don't know about? Mm-hmm. So of course, Mensa is a society or a, a society. Group. A society. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, a group of people who are the language is their the 98th percentile or higher when they place on an IQ test. Mm -hmm. It's the high IQ society. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But do you guys know what Mensa means? Oh, I've heard this before. Um, I've absolutely have. And I cannot recall. Is it like a, it's a, it's a a mythological reference of some kind or, ah, gosh, I don't, I can't recall. Mentalist. (laughs) 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 Evaluation. Is it a Latin Latin phrase? So yeah, I always thought it was, An abbreviation. Because you see it in all caps. Like an acronym. Yeah, it's not. It sounds Latin. It's not. It is. It's Latin and it means table. Ah, okay. If you look at the logo, it's it's a table. Like the Ah. M is a little table. And it's supposed to mean like the round table nature Mm. of the society and everybody meet up and talk about smart things, I guess. Okay, okay. So here I have a list of other very smart people and I'm going to quickly quiz you guys. What actor starred in movies like Salvador and Ghost of Mississippi? He was also the voice of Hades in the Disney movie Hercules and had a fictional school named after him in Family Guy. Oh, is uh, James Woods? Yes, James Ah. Woods. He is a rock star. Allegedly, he's reported to have an IQ of 180. Wow. Yeah, and he went to MIT, very prestigious. Yeah, he's said to be one of the smartest people mm, in the world. I can see that. I mean, I just, uh, in the little I've seen him on interviews, he, he comes across as a strange, but very intelligent man. Yeah. Okay. And those are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> I think they go hand in yes, hand. Yes, yes, <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> and uh, here's another person. This one blew my mind. Ooh. Okay. 
She studied piano as a child and performed at Carnegie Hall、uh, several times before the age of 15. She is a member of Mensa and has an IQ of 156.、Mm-hmm. She is probably more famously known by her porn career, and her stage name reflects her inherited Japanese ancestry. Famous '90s porn tequila, star. Tequila, tequila. <laughs> 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 that's not Tracy Lords. That's not obviously no. Japanese. Ah,、oh, I feel like I've heard this before. Asia Carrera.、Oh. Oh. Isn't she Tia Carrera's sister? No, <laughs> that was a rumor. That sounds like a yeah, a pre-internet rumor. That is probably a very、oh. small subset of Mensa <laughs> members and successful porn actors. <laughs> I bet there are more. It's true. It's、probably. true. Here's another name. Adrian Cronauer is also in Mensa, and his name might sound kind of familiar. That's Adrian Cronauer. Yeah, why do I know that? Because his life in Saigon was made into a very popular、oh, yes, yes, 1987 yes, yes. movie. He's the he is the real life、uh, DJ that、uh, Good Morning Vietnam was based on. Yeah, the Robin Williams character.、Mm-hmm. Mm. That movie actually was Robin Williams' first ever nomination for Best Actor in the Oscars. Ah,、oh. do you guys know for what role did he actually win an、uh, Oscar for? Goodwill Hunting. Yes, yeah, yeah, it was for Goodwill Good Hunting. Hunting for supporting actor, and he was actually nominated a couple times as a lead actor, and that was for Dead Poet Society,、mm-hmm. Mrs. Doubtfire, <laughs> <laughs> Flubber, <laughs> Fisher King,、oh, Terry Gilliam movie. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Tell me what band has a song with these lyrics that I'm going to read out very flatly. All right. Okay. He needs some cool tunes. Not just any will suffice. But they didn't have Ice Cube, so he bought Vanilla Ice. Oh, is it Outkast? I mean, not Outkast. Um, Offspring. Offspring.、Oh. Correct.、Oh. That's pretty fly for a white、yeah. guy. So the lead singer of Offspring, Dexter Holland,、mm-hmm. he. Is unbelievable. He is an expert in molecular biology, really, in chemistry, really, and all that stuff. He was actually a PhD candidate in molecular biology at USC. Eventually dropped out because of offspring and right, offspring right, right, off. right. And he also has bachelor's and master's degree in also different types of biology as well. Huh. There are also other celebrities that you hear of who are very very smart.、Uh, right. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, of right, course, right. Ivan Drago from、right. Rocky, well, and he was talked into being an actor, right? Yeah, I think I remember reading that. At he one was like、point. a bodyguard first, yeah, and then became an actor. But before all that, he was also、uh, an expert in science or yeah, an yeah, academic yeah, yeah. in science. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is also very smart. Sharon Stone allegedly has a very high IQ,、uh-huh, and Cindy、uh-huh. Crawford as well.、Uh, well, Mayim Bialik right has a、oh, PhD,、yeah. um, who is Blossom and is now on Big Bang Theory. I feel like that's not a surprise. No, <laughs> no. I guess it's not as surprising as finding out Dexter Holland. N- yeah. No offense, Mr.、Yeah. Holland. Yeah. So there you go. So let's start off our celebrity show with some Britney celebrities, some hidden geniuses.、Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to tell you guys a little story here.、Uh, it's a it involves many celebrities, and w- what I like about this story is that it's the kind of thing where, at the root of it, it's something that could happen to just regular people. But you know, you throw in enough money and fame and crazy, and it just scales fantastically well. I hope it's not a sad story. Oh no, no, it's not sad. And as I say, yeah, there's there's nothing that scales better than crazy. So, <laughs> have you heard of the、uh, the pro basketball player named Carlos Boozer? 
His last name is Boozer. His last name is actually Boozer. Carlos so, Boozer. No. Uh, no. <laughs> he's not a superstar, but he is absolutely, he's a very solid player. He's been around for a while. And uh, he's played for a few teams, Cleveland and Utah. And uh, these days he plays for Chicago. Like a lot of people with money, NBA stars will have multiple houses. And, understandable. Yeah, understandable. You know, they'll usually, uh, or they'll often have a house in whatever city they play for and another house in New York hometown. or LA or, right, or their hometown, right. Early in his career, Carlos Boozer bought this huge deluxe mansion in the Hollywood Hills in LA. Didn't necessarily spend a lot of time there because he's traveling on the road playing professional basketball. So one day he gets a call from his manager and his manager basically is like, Carlos, somebody wants to rent your house. And he was kind of reluctant at first and and his manager is like, no, no, no. He wants to offer you a ton of money to rent your house. Like for a day, for a party? For a period of months kind of thing. Yeah, subletting. And again, this is not really all that uncommon uh, among wealthy people with big houses. They may rent them out or movies may shoot there or things like that. And this person turned out to be Prince, <laughs> the musician, that prince, right. <laughs> not not a royal prince, Prince the musician, not a prince, the, the prince. prince, the purple, the purple right. one himself. He was offering to pay seventy thousand dollars a month what? for for nine or ten months to stay in Carlos Boozer's mansion. So Carlos Boozer was pretty much like, all right, for yeah. <laughs> for seventy grand a month, I think we can swing that. And for Prince, and yeah. for Prince, yeah. right now. At this point in the story, you might be thinking, what could possibly go wrong <laughs> renting your house to Prince yeah. for almost a year unsupervised? This is a sitcom. Is a sitcom. Yeah. Colin said something about crazy, but I don't know where that's going to happen. <laughs> so this was uh, around 2004, 2005. Like right around this time, Prince had an album that he was working on that was going to be coming out. So Carlos Boozer says, great, go ahead, rent the house to Prince. Let's flash forward to 2006. And the lease has expired. Prince has moved out. He was there for, you know, the full time that he had agreed to be there. And Carlos Boozer's uh, back in L.A. And he's driving by. He's like, oh, go check out the house. He's driving by. He can't find the house. He's looking. He goes back back and forth (laughs) three times. The reason he can't recognize his house primarily is because... It had been repainted. And this is the first thing that he notices is that there are now big purple stripes all over the outside of his house. And the front gate has been changed to the Prince sign. Remember that elaborate symbol that he had for a while? Whoa! Uh, You can't do that on the The Prince symbol is also painted on the house. And also painted on the house in big numbers are 3121. Now, this was the name of the album that Prince had coming out right around this time. So, you know, I mean, in addition to just customizing the house, he's like, hey, why not use it to promote the album? (laughs) It's a marketing tool. It's a billboard. That's not my house. (laughs) Oh, and the fountain. Let me tell you about the fountain. He built a fountain. So, well, so one of the standard features of this house was it had this uh, kind of elaborate streaming fountain that ran water uh, all the way leading up to the front door as you're approaching. Yeah, really kind of classy and, you know, uh, exorbitant. Very Hollywood Hills Mansion style. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So apparently, instead of the regular kind of bluish normal water that had been in there, you can, of course, imagine that Prince had changed it out to purple water. So he's coming out the front door of his house. There's purple water in his fountain, purple stripes. So he goes inside. And in short order, he discovers that not only has Prince made the changes on the outside, but inside the house, he has knocked out walls, <gasps> punched holes in oh, walls to reroute things. That's, he's, that's just wearing terracolors. He's taken it... out baseboards. He's what? removed moldings from the top of the house. 
he changed the downstairs bedroom to a hair salon. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it, and, you know, naturally. That was an improvement. That yeah. was wow. And then just the, the master stroke touch was that he had ripped out all the carpets from the bedrooms. And in the yeah. master bedroom has all purple Prince monogrammed carpet installed what? in the master bedroom. So people know who you are. Yeah, in case you in case you have made it all the way into Prince's master bedroom without quite yeah. cluing into who yeah. he is. Oh wait well, a minute. You're a blindfolded. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you're probably right. It's it's more for the case of you wake up there and you're, yeah. <laughs> you're not, where, where am, am I? I? Look Purple P O Prince. Yeah. <laughs> so further, it turns out that uh, as part of a promotion, Prince was holding a private concert at the house. He had this elaborate kind of like Willy Wonka style promotion where there was wow. a purple ticket in copies of the CD. Whoa, and if wow. you were lucky enough to get the purple ticket, you could attend this private concert at that very mansion. Carlos Boozer has no idea this was No, going so this on. was not what Carlos Boozer had in mind when he agreed to rent his house to Prince. So needless to say, he is pissed off. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I don't know what my reaction would be. would be like, huh, this is kind of cool. Some of these things I like, some I don't like so much. <laughs> uh, so in, early in 2006, a lawsuit was filed. And so the reason that a lot of these details are public knowledge is, of course, due to our old friends at the Smoking Gun. Mm-hmm. A lot of the papers were revealing these alleged damages. Shortly after the suit was filed, it was withdrawn. And, you know, generally what that means is they came to some sort of settlement. In fact, that does seem to be exactly what had happened. They're, they're both under non-disclosure, but uh, Boozer uh, told the story to a friend of his, uh, another NBA player, Jay Williams. He said what had happened was Prince's people kind of said, all right, hey, here's a check for a million dollars. This should cover the damage. We're all cool now, right? And Carlos Boozer was like, yeah, we're cool now. <laughs> um, and as I say, so this happened in like 2006. And then in the last couple of years, there was a little bit more of a happy happy coda that kind of came out to the story, which is that in that time, Prince and Carlos Boozer have kind of hung out a few times. There's an awesome quote I have from Carlos Boozer here about hanging out with Prince. This is post-settlement. This is post-settlement. And yeah, and again, like they're they're strictly speaking not allowed to talk about this because they signed as part of settlement. But Mm -hmm. this is Carlos Boozer talking about Prince. He's a great dude. Very humble. Very successful. (laughs) He lives a good life. I'll put it that way. I'm not a big fan of some of his concerts. He likes to do the butt cheek thing. Not really my thing. Some of his music is pretty hot, though. My mom and dad grew up in that era. I like how he's like, he's pretty humble. You know, he put his like monogrammed carpet all over oh my, my house. house. Yeah, what, what his... screams humble aside from... yeah. <laughs> So I would assume all that stuff is gone. Right. So with the million dollars and, you know, at a few times, Carlos Boozer actually does not own the house anymore. So that's the end of the Prince. Because I want to I go by and yeah. check it out if all the uh, Prince stuff is All of those changes have been uh, undone, as it were. But so in, in the course of researching this story, uh, some interesting details have come out about this particular house that I had never known before. So, so apparently this house has some really interesting history. In 1953, there was a uh, wealthy contractor named Hal Hayes. And by, Sounds like a comic book character with alliteration. Lois Lane, Hal yes, Hayes. Yes, Hal Hayes. Mm-hmm. And by all accounts, he was a total Playboy bachelor. Oh. Like, I just imagine, Bruce like, Wayne. a real-life Bruce Wayne or Tony Stark. So just this wealthy industrialist. He owned a construction company, and he he had this house built for the equivalent of $5 million today. And he just did it up. It was the absolute just bachelor pad of 1953. <laughs> 
It had an indoor-outdoor swimming pool, of course. Yes. Mm-hmm. It had scotch, bourbon, and champagne faucets. What? You could turn a faucet oh. and get scotch, right? which sounds like something that Mr. Burns would have yeah. on the Simpsons. Wow. It had a television set in an indoor tree. What? <laughs> I don't understand what that means. It had an underground cave, voice-activated lighting. Now, this way, is, why, this why is do 19... you need a cave in your bachelor pad? Well, I'll get to that in a second. So oh. this is this. He's Batman. an interesting dude, he's Hal Batman, Hayes. You guys. But yeah, I mean, I just I just want to un- underscore that voice-activated lighting. This is 1953. Man, so yeah. this is some futuristic stuff, right? And I, apparently, so yes. Well, why did he have underground caves and things like that? Yeah. So you know, do I really this is the know? 50s, and you know, it's nuclear. Your fears were oh, rampant, it's and like a fallout I thought you were going to say murder case. How Hayes, <laughs> How Hayes in particular had a lot of nuclear fear. He designed the house. His idea was that it was going to be able to withstand an atomic blast. Wow. So the walls were reinforced. He had this idea that in the event of a, a nuclear attack, he could dive into the pool, decontaminate himself, and come out inside. And it's has a, an oxygen supply inside. Wow. He had a room with a heavy rug and I'm quoting from an article at the time a heavy green living room rug that climbs up a glass wall at the press of a button this is from Time Magazine he said since the rug is so heavy it stops gamma rays and neutrons as well oh no and I'm pretty sure it would not actually stop gamma rays and neutrons as well right so since the early 60s the house changed hands a few times there's a a rumor that Elizabeth Taylor lived there perhaps it ultimately ended up in the hands of Carlos Boozer this whole saga took place and Carlos Boozer apparently sold it to the founder of Rockstar Energy Drinks. Wow, so Rockstar Energy Drink that dude is living there. Yeah, well, uh, this was... Maybe a... he changed the fountain so there's Rockstar. <laughs> it just sprouts oh, Rockstar, yeah, yeah. right, right. This was as of a few years ago, so it may have changed hands again since then, but this house has seen some crazy stories, let's just uh, suffice it to say. That is, you're right. That is crazy. That's a yeah. good house. You yeah. add, yep, add money, fame, and crazy. That's what you get. And stir. <laughs> <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. All right, and we're going to take a quick break from our celebrity secrets topic. And guess what, you guys? It's time for a good job brain mnemonic. We haven't done one in a while. It has been a little while, yeah. And today, we're going to learn about the eyeball. Oh. The old eyeball. Imagine like traveling centrally through your eyeball. Mm-hmm. So this mnemonic uh, I made is a handy and simple way to remember the different parts of the eye that ah. a light would encounter on its pathway. 
Got it. Okay. Here's the list of the actual parts of the eye that it hits uh, in order. So first it's your cornea, mm-hmm. then through your pupil, mm-hmm. a lens, retina, optic nerve, and brain. Okay. So straight shot through. Um, and then my mnemonic is chubby penguins love rich oily burgers. Aww. <laughs> they like to eat oily burgers. <laughs> it's a vicious circle. So, all right. So let's recap that. So that's chubby is cornea, penguins, pupil, love, lens, rich, retina, oily, optic nerve, burgers, brain. Yes. <laughs> Chubby penguins love rich, oily burgers. And actually, I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, you excluded some other parts of the eyeball, such as the eyeball body itself, and their chamber is filled with fluids. Getting a little technical, but guess what? I also made a mnemonic to include those two. <laughs> so that would be cornea, aqueous humor, pupil lens, vitreous humor, and vitreous humor is actually your eyeball, the, the stuff in your eyeball, uh, retina, optic nerve, brain. And then the new mnemonic would be chubby, adorable penguins love very rich, oily burgers. <laughs> so you have a choice of two, whether if you want super nerdy or just plain nerdy. I like it. There you go. I like it. Oh, and as always, you can find our mnemonics on our website, goodjobbrain.com. Yep, we got an archive there with all of our mnemonics that we shared on the show. Yep. So yeah. go look it up if you're curious. And actually, relatedly, one of the things I love about doing this podcast is getting to know our listeners. And I'm so curious and I love learning about like where they come from or what they do. And no surprise that a good chunk of our listeners are, are doctors or med school students or nurses or of different medical fields. They are? That's cool. A lot of people actually write in with their own very, very complex mnemonics about like the bones of your wrists. Oh, you right. Know, I like, can imagine. Uh-huh. And that's that's a field where mnemonics... Well, it's all about are... elaborate little systems where things have to go in a certain order. Or there are lots of little parts that are all mm-hmm. connected. Memorizing yeah. pathways. Right. So it's very uh-huh. integral to their to their field. And I also love reading about body stuff too (laughs) (laughs) that sounded shady (laughs) especially like genetic mutations and like oddities of the human body is always really cool since this is the celebrity secrets episode i wanted to share a list and uh let's learn about some weird human body occurrences and conditions and the famous celebrities who are affected and i want to see if you guys can guess what the condition is just by its technical name it's figure outable so here we go and i've actually mentioned this in a previous show syndactyly oh something with fingers right fingers or toes is it like six... web web feet is it six fingers it is webbed 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 web digits dactyls okay. or digits okay. so it can be fingers or toes okay. when you say web toes it kind of sounds gross if you've never seen it you you kind of imagine like duck feet right yeah, or... yeah. sure <laughs> Well, I'm like, oh, they must be good swimmers. That's what I- <laughs> when I was a kid, I would always think that. I'm like, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. And that's and that's a thing that's pretty easily remedied surgically if you need to, right? Yeah. There are different degrees of webness. And when I say webbed, it's mostly, it's like, say, if two fingers or two toes were kind of grown together with the, the flesh part, mm. oh. right? And that's the common occurrence. There's actually five stages of syndactyly going from just, you know, two of your toes are kind of... Uh, joined at the bottom at the at the stem um, not all the way through and usually this can be fixed with surgery on the other end of the spectrum you have somebody like fictional but the penguin 
Uh, right, the penguin in a lot of Batman comics or movies, where like he has kind of like flipper hands, and uh, that's when all his fingers kind of severely fused. Yeah, fused together. And uh, here are some celebrities that have webbed toes. Huh. Dan Aykroyd, huh. webbed toes. Ashton Kutcher, also webbed toes. And also uh, Battlestar Galactica's Cylon number six, Trisha Helfer. Ha <laughs> ha. So here's another condition. See if you can figure it out. It is called. Situs inversus. Okay. Situs. S I T U S. And other names for it are situs transversus or oppositus. Hmm. Oppositus. Well, it's something that's upside down from what it should be yeah. or inverted or something. Is it like your feet are on the wrong feet? <laughs> <laughs> that is something, though, right? Yeah. That is something. It is a congenital condition in which the placement of some vital organs or maybe one are reversed and mirrored in your body. I have also like how almost all of us have our heart on our left side, for example. They might have it on the right Mm -hmm. side. Whoa, okay. okay. Isn't that nuts? I don't know how that... Invertus. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Colin, if you know Randy Foy. Sure, sure. NBA player. Yeah. He has situs inversus. And he's a professional athlete. I did not know that. Sweating and playing basketball like it ain't no thing. And another person who also has inverted heart is uh, Catherine O'Hara. Huh. Really? Very talented actress. Yeah. uh, Known in Christopher Guest mockumentaries and also the mom in Home Alone. Yes. Of course. Wow. So when you say, like, she's really got her heart in the right place, she doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. That's a bad joke. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Catherine O'Hara. Panic (laughs) claws. All right. And I have another one here. And it's called dystitia. Uh, Dystitia. Something displaced or I don't know. I don't know. Dystitia is an eyelash or several eyelashes that arise from a weird parts of your eyelid that wouldn't grow eyelashes. Whoa. Yeah. So extra row of eyelash or they Whoa. come from like the more inner parts, the corners of your oh. eyes. Oh. And the funny thing is only humans and dogs have this happen. <laughs> but the famous person who has dystitia is Elizabeth Taylor. Uh-huh. is reported that she has like an extra row of eyelashes. Oh, it's like an unfair advantage. It is. Obviously, it might cause some irritating problems with the eyeball. But for Elizabeth Taylor, it actually kind of worked to her advantage. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Highlighting her violet eyes. Really? Even more so. That's amazing. And lastly, this might be my favorite one. Cavalcade of amazing. Is, uh, is yeah. It, like, I didn't even know some of these things existed. Yeah. Kind of knew this one existed, but I, I didn't know that it was a lot of people actually have this. Polythelia. Polythelia. Many. Many. Thelium is like related to skin, isn't it? Close. (sighs) Is it like... It's usually related to the number three, like a third something. Is it... Oh, is it third nipple? Yes, it is. Oh, I know who... I think I know someone. Doesn't uh, Mark Wahlberg have this? Yes. I called him Marky Mark. Uh, Yes, yes, your friend. I I did call him Marky Uh, Mark. Mark Wahlberg has famously in his... Calvin Klein modeling photos, he actually has like a little vestigial. It's like a zit. It's not like a fully (laughs) areola nipple. Right. When you you hear superfluous nipple, you imagine something that's a lot more substantial. (laughs) Yeah, like an udder. (laughs) It is not. Tilda Swinton also has a a third nipple and Lily Allen. Oh. British (laughs) Shantus. Amazing. It's also known as the supernumerary nipple. And I believe in the UK, there was actually a documentary called... 
the Triple Nipple Club. <laughs> and it kind of talked about the mystery and the history around and the folklore surrounded the third nipple. And back in the day with the witch hunt, they would burn people with a third nipple thinking that they're witches. Right. Yeah. I'm a little ashamed to admit that I didn't think of triple nipple until just now. It seems so obvious. <laughs> I know, in, I know, in yeah, retrospect, it's, it's such an obvious, yeah. Stippled triple nipple. <laughs> Stippled triple nipple. So there you go. Amazing. Some weird human body oddities and the celebrities who have them. Amazing. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at all right. Well, uh, speaking of Marky Mark, he is, of course, now far more famous as Mark Wahlberg, but he did start. Uh, he broke into public consciousness as Marky Mark. It's so hard yeah. for me not to call him Marky Mark yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And I think it's a sign of respect that you can think of him and not snicker every time you call him. Oh, that. like, oh, yeah. Marky Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Marky Mark. So that's a great segue into what I want to talk about, which is stage names Ooh. and real names. And because this covers all the things we've talked about, about a little bit of secret. Sometimes there's, you know, weird origin stories. If you're like, me and you like doing this research on celebrities real names like you find out that a lot of them come out of a couple things like either there's some sort of fear of a stigma against a really overtly ethnic sounding name or oh. a foreign name yeah. or it's just something that something that just doesn't roll off the tongue you know and it's almost there's a lot of shame caught up in, but you know don't cry for any of these celebrities because they all worked out okay because they're <laughs> in the quiz now <laughs> so their whole lives yes. have just been leading up to this waiting moment. for this yeah. So I'm going to have you guys answer a series of trivia questions here. and I'm going to try and clue you. And what I'm getting at is you need to tell me the stage name, the name that we know this person by. Oh, you're going to okay. tell us their real name. I'll give you their real name and a couple clues. Like, So, for example, here's a softball for you guys. Chart-topping singer Stephanie Germanata is better known by what noble stage name? Lady Gaga. Too many exactly. clues, Colin. Right. That was just to get the uh, Chart-topping. <laughs> this is also a critique of your quiz creation yeah. skills. My goodness. All right. <laughs> Oh, All right, well, we'll, okay, we'll see who's laughing at the end of the quiz. I know. All right. You'll, you win, Colin. <laughs> All right, here we go. We'll start off. This Israeli-born Academy Award-winning actress changed her last name from Hirschlag. Karen. Natalie Portman. It, read that she was born in Israel. Yes, that's right. She and was. has citizenship there. She does. This London-born pop singer and former MTV staple is the son of a Greek immigrant, as you might guess from his birth name... Georgios Panayotou. <laughs> Dana. George Michael. It is Georgios Panayotou. This member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was born Declan McManus, but takes his stage name partly from another member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, that sounds so familiar, that name. Karen. Sid Vicious? N no, incorrect. <laughs> no. no. Not close. Takes his stage name from a very famous rock and roll singer. Karen. Elvis Costello. Elvis Costello. Oh, yes. yes. What's his yeah. real name? Declan McManus. That and sounds like a Harry Potter character. <laughs> yeah. So this is interesting. I learned Costello, I guess, was his father's stage name when his father was a musician. 
born to parents of Sri Lankan Tamil descent,、oh. Matangi Arul Pragasam has adopted what stage name for her musical career? Dana. MIA. That is correct. <laughs> Which is, of course, a dual play、yeah. on MIA, and also her、yeah. name is Maya. We're a little、She's、sassy only... tonight. <laughs> Tamil. Yes. Name another <laughs> singer. <laughs> <laughs> This Academy Award-winning actor was born Krishna Banji, but adopted what stage name after fearing he would not be as successful with a foreign name? Those are his words, Karen. Oh, he said that. Yes, he did. Oh, Ben Kingsley. It is Ben、yeah. Kingsley. I mean, he won for Gandhi. Yes,、right? I mean, perhaps the biggest irony of it all. <laughs> This legendary American entertainer was born Naftali Nathan Birnbaum and started his career in show business after dropping out of the fourth grade. Naftali Birnbaum, legendary entertainer. This was a while ago. Karen, Charlie Chaplin. No,、oh. not Charlie Chaplin. You're getting closer. <laughs>、mm-hmm. That's going back a little too far.、Uh, this this entertainer performed well into his nineties. Oh, George Burns. George Burns. Oh, Nathan、wow. Birnbaum. George、oh, Burns. Burns. Yeah, there are a number of stories about where exactly the name George Burns came from, but that also sounds like something from Harry Potter, like a joke shop. Item. It does. Nephtali, a Birnbaum. Birnbaum. A yeah. <laughs> this American film actor changed his last name to avoid the parents of nepotism and adopted the last name of a comic book superhero instead. Dana Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Can、yep. you explain both parts of that? What is his real is last it name? Coppola. It is Coppola. Yeah, he's part of the Francis Coppola、um, family. Yes, he, nephew. He is the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. I know he named his son Kalel. Yes, like, he is a, so he's a comic huge comic book、kind. nerd. So, yeah, Cage. Luke Cage. That's right, from Luke Cage. He was just basically he was one of those heroes where his power was just big and tough. All right,、uh, last one here. Born Reginald Dwight, this award-winning British musician legally <laughs> adopted his stage name in 1972, including the middle name Hercules. Tiny、Whoa. dancer. <laughs> so actually, it was our trivia question in our Kickstarter page more than half a year ago.、Ah. This was a trivia question. Reginald Dwight、yes. is. Sir Elton John. Yes, this is one of my favorites, and I know that a lot of you listening will know Reginald Dwight as Elton John, and it, I really wanted to include it because of the nugget of Hercules. So this is interesting. So Elton actually comes from a former bandmate of his,、oh. uh, Elton Dean, and the John comes from a blues musician nicknamed Long John Baldry. And this is not the Hercules from Greek mythology. This I have found multiple sources on this, so this is I, I believe this. Hercules was the name of the horse in a popular <laughs> British TV sitcom, Steptoe and Son. So、oh、this was his na- tribute a to a horse from a sitcom. Yes, Sir Elton Hercules, horse from a sitcom, John. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You know what? Those were all his influences: bandmate, the cartoon horse, and then <laughs> yes. Sir Elton Hercules. Yes, and、John. and and I should again to point out one of the not not all the celebrities legally changed their name to their stage names, but he did. Got it. Yeah. So good job. Some of those that you knew, but hopefully some of the circumstances surrounding them you did not. So good job, guys. <laughs> We have our final quiz segment, and this is a music round. Everybody loves a music round,、Woo. and it is themed. It, the theme is pretty easy to figure out, but、okay. uh, here、okay. we go. I'm going to play short clips of songs, and you have to identify the artist. Buzz in and tell me what artist. Okay. Here we go. Number one. <laughs> 
Uh, that is the Beastie Boys. Correct. Beastie yeah. Boys. Can you identify the song? Uh, yes, that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Five. Four, oh, it's three, off of ill communication. two, one. It is root down. Oh, that's right. Uh, it is root down. Of course. Very famous oh, line. Gosh. <laughs> oh, wine is a cruel mistress sometimes. <laughs> 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 All right. Here's another one. That is Pavement. That is Pavement. And that is Shady Lane. Yes, iconic indie band. Hey, playing is all this my favorites the Colin here. Quiz I or know. <laughs> all right, here's one for you, Dana. Okay. I found you finally. You make me wanna say, oh, 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 I've heard it's like it. Neo, is it? So I, <laughs> all these people blur together for me. They're just the summer mix, and I don't remember. It's like Neo, Tayo Cruz from one of my jams. Like, yeah. It is Usher. Usher. Oh, I was yeah. actually thinking that, but I was oh, not nowhere yes. near confident enough. Featuring Will I Am. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very auto tuned piece of a, the summer of a doozy. Jams. Yeah. <laughs> the summer jams. Oh, 11. <laughs> and what's the song? Do we know the name? It's all right. We just know Usher and Will I Am. All right. Oh, sing the whole song. <laughs> but I can't remember. Here is the next one. Sounds like a British, yeah, like Lily Allen, Lily Allen, maybe. Correct, it is. Oh, Lily Allen. Oh, Actually, right. uh, Mark Ronson featuring Lily Allen covering a, a really great song by the Kaiser Chiefs. Oh. And here's the last one. Hmm. Oh my God, Becky, look at her butt. It is so big. She looks like one of those rap guys' girlfriends, but. It's just so big. It's just out there. <laughs> Perform the whole song for us, Dana. Dana doesn't even need to buzz in. That is. I like Sir, Sir Elton Mixalot. Yes. <laughs> Hercules. Sir Hercules Mixalot. Uh, Hercules lot. Sir Mixalot. Yes. Baby got back. Oh, so there we go. The what's wow. the theme? All right, we got Beastie Boys, Root Down, Pavement, Shady Lane, Usher, Will I Am. If you're paying attention to the lyrics. The lyrics. Oh, Kick yeah. it, Root Down. Oh, do they all oh, say, oh, oh, oh my God? God. Yes! Yeah. Oh, yeah. They all have, oh my God yeah. in there. OMG okay. or oh my God. Oh. That's is, funny. We, I think we yeah. both <laughs> use <laughs> that together like, at the same time. Yeah. That's good. So the expression OMG, we use it now every day, right. almost. And it's uh, been validated as an official word. And so the expression OMG, which is the abbreviation of oh my god, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> just in case you haven't been near the internet ever. First occurred in 1917. Wow. Wait, 1917, the year huh. 1917, a British lord, Lord Fisher, coined the term huh. OMG. 
I was like, OMG, this League of Nations meeting is <laughs> forever. <laughs> <laughs> OMG, Winston, this is ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> so wow. Lord Fisher uh-huh. was an admiral of the British Navy. And in a letter, in a documented letter that he wrote to Winston Churchill, he used huh. the term OMG, and then in parentheses, oh my God, with exclamation points. And this is, I'm going to read think, I think he misunderstands what an abbreviation is for. Like, no. if you need to spell out what it is immediately afterward, you're doing it wrong. No, well, he used it throughout. The oh, okay, all right. That was on first reference. Uh, he's like, and then he said this to me, OMG, can you, can you believe what the Germans are doing? Well, actually, so the letter Lord Fisher wrote to Winston Churchill confidently talking about how the Brits could easily overpower the Germans at sea. So it was kind of like a bragging mm. mean girl letter, <laughs> you know, to his to his pal, Winston Churchill. And here I'm going to quote it. Now that I know that he used OMG, it's so hard not to think of like a valley girl right, right. Or, or like a high school valley girl trying to describe. <laughs> or I just I picture him like texting it out to Winston <laughs> Churchill. No. He says, <laughs> We are five times stronger at sea than our enemies, and here's a small fleet that we could gobble up in a few minutes, playing the great vital sea part of landing an army in the enemy's rear. (laughs) I hear that a new order of knighthood is on the tapis. OMG! (laughs) (laughs) Parentheses. Oh my god. (laughs) Exclamation point. It kind of makes sense that it would sort of come out of a military communique. I mean, they are all about the, just sometimes the forced abbreviations and acronyms, and I like that. Yeah, that's really good. 1917. So, yeah. So, it has a legitimate mm-hmm. pedigree. Mm-hmm. A military pedigree. <laughs> so, there we go. And we're actually going to end this episode with a special listener challenge. And it's the return of the Bonobo Smarty Pants Challenge. Woo. So, here I have a poem. And it's a puzzle. And it might be a little bit tough. But our prizes are great. So, email us what you think the answer is at gjb.podcast at gmail.com one answer per person and we're going to randomly select five winners from the correct pile and the five lucky winners will win a sweet good job brain swag pack stickers cards and such sweet and our friend at bonobos is also providing a 50 dollars gift code for the winners as well nice. oh nice. nice 50 bucks those are some fancy pants they have yeah, yeah. omg stickers <laughs> <you guys. laughs> So very exciting, lots of prizes, and we're accepting answers until December 17th, midnight. So see if you can show off your smarts and solve this riddle. Tell me where I reside, with Spot and Fido on my side. Seven Peaks might be your guide, under a regal hat that gleams with pride. And there we go. So don't forget to email us your answer at gjb.podcast at gmail.com. All right. Yeah, that is our show. So thank you guys for joining me. Thank you, uh, special guest Wine, for for joining us as well. Uh, Thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learn a lot about crazy facts about Prince and stage names. Do not rent your house to Prince. If that ever happens. And also the origin of OMG. You can find us on Zoom Marketplace. You can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, and also on our website, which is goodjobbrain.com. And of course, special thanks to our sponsor, Bonobos at bonobos.com. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Traffic jams 
tailgating pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.